Do you remember that old joke, three disc professionals walk into a bar and, oh, wait, you've never heard it before? We haven't either. But what if three disc professionals did walk into a bar, sit down at a table, and have thoughtful conversations about a whole host of topics? What if you could eavesdrop and maybe even pull up your own chair? And what if that bar was actually a coffee shop because at least one of us would inevitably fall asleep or want to dance after a couple glasses of wine? This series is that conversation in the coffee shop where you get to listen in on thoughtful discussions about a variety of topics from the perspective of a medical SLP, a school-based SLP, and a professor in communication sciences and disorders. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome again to the Fishbowl podcast. We're so happy to be back again, um, talking with each other and letting you join in with our conversations. This is Janet Tilstra. Um, I'm an SLP and I work in higher education. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about taking a break and the importance of taking a break, taking care of yourself and stepping away when you need to. I'm going to have my colleagues introduce themselves and then we'll jump into the topic. Katie. Hi, I'm Katie Weidstrom Landgraf, and I'm the school based SLP. And I'm Maddie Marie Teagles. I'm the med based SLP. And my voice is going to be one of the reasons why we're talking about our need to take care of ourselves. I've been sick. Thank you. It's great to be here with the two of you. Um, we, as you can, as you can hear from Maddie's voice, um, it's a little bit different than typical. And we had been intending to do a recording about a week ago and we pushed it off um, because Maddie's not been feeling well. And um, we sort of pushed it off again. And then gradually we thought, let's do a short podcast about taking a break. And then we will take a couple weeks off and we'll jump in early in the, the start of the new year, 2022. Who knows what that brings? So... Um, let's just talk first about the importance of taking a break and your thoughts on that. Uh, Maddie, you want to jump in and talk to us? It's fresh on your mind. I would love to talk about that. I made it all the way through the semester, um, as an assistant professor, and then I got sick. So it was like on a a Monday and, uh, my semester was ending on a Thursday and I started getting sick and I got really, really sick. And I went to my doctor and I thought, oh, I can beat this. I went to my doctor and I said, why now am I getting so incredibly sick when I've just been so healthy all the way through? And she says, many people who push, 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 drive, 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 they don't let themselves get sick until they have a break. And then their body takes over and says, you're going to rest, you're going to sleep, you're going to do what." what you need to do, even though you're not listening to me. And this being sick has stopped me in my tracks. So it's such an important topic because I don't listen. I push, push, push. And I, yeah, don't always pay attention to the cues that my body gives me. Thank you for that. There's so much we don't know and are starting to learn about the way that our mind and our body Mm -hmm. are connected and interplay Katie, do you want to talk about taking a break and some thoughts you have initially about that? Yeah, I do think it's important to take a break. Uh, when my students ask me what I'm most looking forward to about winter break, I always tell them it's unstructured time. 
which seems like such a simple thing. But when you're very, very scheduled, the idea that if it ends at 1.30, whatever it is, maybe that book you're reading, maybe that show that you're watching, maybe that nap that you're taking, maybe the pie that you're baking, if it ends at 1.30 or if it ends at 2 or if it ends at uh, 3.17, big deal. That feels glorious. I, I would almost say luxurious. And I think that's something we should probably be a little bit curious about. Why is it that um, taking a break feels decadent and perhaps only allowable when fill in your own set of blanks? Uh, I think that's something that we don't always factor into the conversation for ourselves and with others. We get, this is Janet again, we get so accustomed to um, a schedule and, and for providers on the front lines, that can often be by the minute, as you're saying, Katie, mm-hmm. and just clipping along through. Um, yeah, so it's really such an abrupt change of pace and and it it doesn't happen necessarily automatically. It seems like in our um, American society, particularly there are a few people who are tapping you on the shoulder and saying, Maddie, you seem like you're getting a little overwhelmed. You need to take a break. It, mm-hmm. it really comes from the individual. Um, I have a, a colleague friend that um, is away for a vacation this week. And I loved that on her automatic reply message on email, she put, you know, who to contact and all the traditional things. And then at the bottom, she said, see some data about taking a vacation. And she had all kinds of facts about the positive benefits of vacation for your your physical health, for your productivity, for your likelihood of getting a raise or a promotion at work. Um, Anyway, I just, I loved that. I thought it was really um, just a way to validate and encourage other people to take their vacation days. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about kind of perceptions from ourselves or from others often about taking a break or downshifting. Um, what are some thoughts you have about that? Earlier, Katie, you said something um, about, you know, fill in the blank here. I'm going to take a break, fill in the blank as, as if, somebody else needs to give us the permission. Okay. Now it's okay for you to take the break. Now Mm -hmm. Christmas is coming. You get, you get the break. And there are some natural occurring breaks like around holiday times, um, things like that. In some settings, those breaks are built in, in the med setting. It's not, it's, you know, we work 52 weeks a year, but how we need to shift our minds a little bit and, and, and step into our vacations and say, not I've I've you know deserved this vacation because because we're all you know deserving of vacations and breaks, but um, it's time for me to take a break because I need this, and just like I need my yearly physical and my teeth cleaning and my eyeglasses checked, I need this time where I need to 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 set aside some time, whether it's structured or unstructured, formal or informal, and not look for other people to say yes it's okay. Um, Janet, you know, you did the shoulder tapping. Maddie, are you overwhelmed? My likely response would be, no, I'm fine. I can handle it. And figure out a way to work smarter, not harder, right? And really saying, yeah, I could use some help. Or I'm going to take a break now because I need a break. And having some of those more honest conversations and more owning conversations. 
Katie, you look like you're just bursting with something to say. Well, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, If you are waiting for permission in the society we live in to kind of step into this feeling of comfort or permission to, to value giving yourself time to do or not do, to take that break, you will wait indefinitely. And I think that is where uh, we can be intentional about some things in our own lives. Uh, One of the examples that I gave, um, because it's not always something where we're taking a vacation and it's not always where we have that planned day off. So in the day-to-day, when we do have task lists, how do we message back to ourselves um, that our time is valuable and our worth in how that time is allocated is uh, very important. If you have five things on your to-do list, my guess is oftentimes the things that are needed for, um, that others need from you are the things that are first on the list. And I would suggest to you that putting some of the things that benefit you directly higher on that list can be really powerful. Because what you do when you do that is you say, I'm worth more than the leftovers. I'm worth more than the dregs. I'm worth more than what's what's available after all the other things. Because the truth is there's always going to be other things. So rather than waiting until that list for others has been executed, striking more of a balance and maybe even thinking about it consciously because this is not something that will feel automatic. This is not something that will feel intuitive. This is not something that will feel comfortable. You may have to narrate it to yourself when you first start doing this. I am going to do X task for me with this two chunk, two hour chunk of time first. Then I will do whatever else after that. It sounds, it sounds simple, but it is not easy. It's like meditation. It's simple, but it is not easy. That reallocation and reprioritization of the time we have being invested back into ourselves. I have to laugh because I, three years ago, bought um, a subscription at Massage Envy. And every month I was going to go get my massage. I think I have 21 massages banked, which means I have not been putting myself first. And guess what I'm doing after this podcast? I hope you're getting a massage. (laughs) I am. I'm shifting my mindset, focusing on me healing. I love I love that shift of putting ourselves to the top because we're still going to have that list, but why not feed ourselves and take care of ourselves first? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about what I, I see this in students and I also see it in myself. I think for those of us that have gone through a training program that was competitive to get into, whether it's speech pathology. There are other professions, um, many health-related professions where it's competitive. You worked hard all through your undergraduate. You earned a coveted spot in a graduate program. You busted your butt during your graduate program. And then you come out as a professional 
And often in a field where you're understaffed, you're, you're carrying a full load, you have a lot of things you're doing in service to other people. And I think just even recognizing that there is something, I don't know, maybe in the wiring of us as individuals that because we're so self-directed, that's a really strong, good trait. And it's also one of the biggest challenges for just taking a break. Um, and I think taking a break can look really different to, to each of us. Um, so I wanted to have, uh, Maddie and Katie, I wanted you to talk about what is it that taking a break looks like for you? Are there certain things you do? Maddie, you mentioned a massage. Um, are there other things that you do to kind of like put yourself in that headspace? I'm taking a break. And what does that look like? Well, I will follow Katie's um, love of the unstructured time. So for me, taking a break means that I don't have things filling up my day that I have to jump through the hoops for. So it's waking up when my body says it's time to wake up. It's treating myself to what I want to do that day, whether it's a, a bath or a hot tub or um, reading a book, slow cup of coffee, um, or shopping or spending time with family or girlfriends, or it's doing things that I normally don't take the time to do during a busy work week and following those things and filling the other parts of me up that are important to who I am as a person. Thank you. Um, what about you, Katie? Um, I like the theme, Maddie, of putting yourself first and then also kind of that idea of something that feels almost decadent, something extra. What about you, Katie? What does taking a break look like? Yeah. So taking a break for me is, uh, it can be spending time in nature. I love to take my dog for, I call them adventure walks. So it's not just our neighborhood walk, but we're going to someplace beautiful uh, where I can see all the things that there are to see. She can smell all the things that there are to smell. And we're kind of just like in this joyful space together. It sounds so simple, but it's awesome. Uh, I love reading leisure books. And I know that sounds goofy, but again, when you think about how much scientific, um, you know, journal articles, um, nonfiction, kind of I, reading for learning, reading for uh, practice. Um, I do a lot of that. And so sometimes a way to signal to myself, hey, here's a treat. It's a book that I can get lost in. And if I end up staying up till 4.30 in the morning to finish it, boy, that feels really, really decadent. Um, it, it's it's not necessarily long chunks of time, too, I feel I should say. It's it's not um, where I can allocate four to five days. I think that's great if you can, but it's not necessarily these long chunks of time. There's definitely intention that accompanies it, though. And I think that's the difference between something that can be recharging and something that is not uh, necessarily helpful. Like I could use my time, I can use up lots of time on social media or doom scrolling, and that is not something that feels recharging. 
And that is not something that has intention attached to it. And when I think, when I think about how, because I know that there are some of you who are listening right now who say, I don't have time. I don't have time to take time for myself. I have too many, too many things on that list. I have too many obligations. I think it can be surprising to look at how much unintended time we give to algorithms and technology and our social media accounts. Um, And I, I think that can happen largely at this not conscious kind of mindless level. And if, if we could be more intentional about clawing back even some of that time to do things that feel more fulfilling, I think it would be great. I'm a big journaler. And one of the things, uh, a helpful hint that I'm going to start doing is you're right. There are times, Katie, that our quote unquote free time and we kind of, um, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? We just kind of whisk them away because we're just disengaging, but we're not refreshing and refilling. And I'm going to, st- I'm a big journaler and I'm going to start keeping a list of, of interactions and activities and things where it's like, wow, I'm so excited for this. And then after I'm, I just love what happened kind of like a finger to the wind and then be more mindful of pursuing opportunities for those experiences. So when I do have an opening in time, rather than just mindlessly switching to something to disengage, I fill it with something that I know is going to refill my cup. Like reading and Emily and, and Amelia's Nagasaki's book, on which I am loving. <laughs> um, things like that. And and that's where I think uh, I think it can get really interesting because I do think your body gives you feedback in those moments too. We talked about how your body will kind of shut you down if you need to take a break and you haven't taken it. Likewise, you have these really great, uh, like tingly, awesome. I loved that conversation I just had with that person. I loved how I lost time uh, and didn't realize it happened. Uh, I I would say I feel so grateful for continuing to have these opportunities where I'm just connecting with really interesting and amazing people in different parts of their journey. And I always know when that is something that's recharging because I feel it. I feel it at a visceral level. So Janet, I want to circle back to you. Let's talk about breaks uh, and how you kind of define or spend time uh, taking a break. What are some things that feel recharging or energizing to you? Thank you, Katie. Um, I was thinking as you were talking um, about how important it is for me to step away from my devices. So whether that's my phone, putting it in a different room, or um, I'm pretty careful about what kinds of push notifications I have um, on my phone. And just stepping away from work-related um, obligations. So there's that's a piece of it. For me, there is something often important about doing something physical. Um, and not the physical, like, I should exercise. But more like the, wow, you know, I'm going to go out for a walk and listen to music that I like. So then it feels enjoyable. 
or in winter, I like cross country skiing at a very recreational level. But um, so just getting out and moving my body helps me get out of my headspace. Um, I love young adult novels and almost any novel with really good character development. So that's a good escape for me. Um, and then sometimes it's, you know, cooking or doing something I wouldn't, that's not an ordinary, I got to make dinner tonight or some obligation like that. Um, the last topic I was thinking about for all of us though is, is what are some, what are some ways you sort of set yourself up to be able to do that taking a break? Um, so for example, in, um, in my higher education position, we have set breaks, but we only have a very limited number of personal days. So we have three personal days. If you're sick, you have a lot more days, but three personal days that you don't, they don't roll over. And so for me, I've made some promises to myself recently that I will use all three of those personal days and I have to schedule it ahead of time, put it on the calendar. Otherwise, it, it just doesn't happen, or, or maybe one or two of them will happen. So that's one thing for me. Um, Katie, what are, some, what are some strategies that you use for yourself? To make sure I take the time. Is that what your question is, Janet? Yeah, or maybe a different way to think about it is, how do you know when you're in need of a break? That might be a piece of it, too. I will be completely honest. I think I sometimes miss the mark. And that's when I, like Maddie, would get sick. I don't think I always pay enough attention, but I think what makes me better at that is kind of staying present in my body and paying attention and staying curious to how I'm reacting and responding. You know, when I start to get to feeling, um, I don't know, edgy or maybe, um, quick to frustration when that's not really something that would normally happen for me. That's something I, I need to pay attention to. That might be a bit of a rumble strip that signals a need to do something different. Uh, but I don't always know if I figure it out soon enough, if I'm being really honest. So uh, we're talking about the need to take breaks and why that's important. And I wholeheartedly agree. And I think sometimes it's tricky to know before you're forced to rest. Mm. Yeah. Love that. I love that image of a rumble strip. Um, yeah. <laughs> for me, the things I'll notice in myself are either I'm starting to feel resentful or overwhelmed. Maybe I'm crying. I'm not a person who cries that much on a normal basis. So if I'm crying a lot, um, that those are indicators that, okay, take a look. You need to take a break. What are some things you can um, ask for help on um, to allow you the space and the capacity to try and put yourself first in that list of possibilities? What about you, Maddie? What are some, either some recognitions that you have in yourself kind of before you get to that, I'm laid up sick for six days point, um, or some ways you try to um, manage things on the front end with strategies. I am learning how to manage um, just routines and build, especially on the weekend when my days aren't so packed, um, Sunday mornings, a cup of coffee, sit in the hot tub, read a book, love it, love it, love it, and then come back and do some stretching on a yoga mat. Um, 
And then another um, just way of having my finger on the pulse of how I'm doing is how well I'm sleeping at night. If I can go to bed and be able to turn my brain off and fall asleep relatively easy, then I know that my mind is able to settle down at night. But if I crawl in bed and I'm my mind is whirling of all the things I haven't done or the things I have to do, or I wake up in the middle of the night because I'm a sleepwalker, um, then I know that my brain is on overload. And so I pay real close attention to my sleep. So those are two ways, two ways that I know. And my busy brain, I have a busy brain and I've worked hard, not hard, but I've just been very mindful on ways to settle my brain down. Thank you for that. I, so with I, that, I, I mean, I think we want to think about taking a break now, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we are going to step away for um, two weeks from any podcast recordings. We hope all of you get a chance to step away and have, um, whether it's small break, longer break, whatever you're able to. But we just want to empower you to take a break determine how to do that and put yourself in that number one or two slot instead of wait on at number five. But give us a shout out. Um, this is a podcast where we hear from you. So you can either reach us on our FESH SLP Facebook site or come back and follow a link through um, and leave a message at the 612-361-9810 number, which is also on the podcast. We would love to hear from you on how you tackle burnout or what you're going to do over your break. Because not only is this our podcast and we're having fun, um, it's yours as well. And we would love to just hear from you and get more engagement. And next time I will be sounding better. So our next podcast that you will hear will be dropping January 11th. Thank you again for the opportunity, Maddie. This was really great to talk to you with you both. I hope you feel better soon. Yes. I'm, glad we, I'm glad we did this. We weren't going to. It was just going to be you two. Here we are. Well, Thank thanks you. for moderating, Janet. You're welcome. I hope today's conversation has created some aha moments for you and motivated you to become a better SLP. Continuing to connect some of those missing links between what you know and how to use that knowledge. Thank you for downloading the missing link for SLP's podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd love you to subscribe, rate it, and leave a short review. Also, please share an episode with a friend. Together, we can raise awareness and help more SLPs find and connect those missing links and get the information needed to help them feel confident in their patient care every step of the way. Follow me on Instagram and join the Fresh SLP community on Facebook. Show notes are always available, so come learn more at freshslp.com. Let's make those connections. You got this.